Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. He's going in. Joe Suchere. All right, here. Hylas, H-Y-L-A-S. Hylas and the Nymphs is the name of the painting. Painted by John William Waterhouse in 1896. And one of the most recognizable of the pre-Raphaelite paintings was taken down last Friday. And postcards of the picture will be removed from sale in the shop at the Manchester Art Gallery. (laughs) You're shocking me with this. Well, you haven't heard anything yet. But your teaser. A statement on the gallery's website said it presented said it, meaning the painting, presented the female body as either a passive decorative form or a femme fatale. Let's challenge this Victorian fantasy. The gallery exists in a world full of intertwined issues of gender, race, sexuality, and class, which affect us all. How could artwork speak in a more contemporary, relevant ways, the statement read. Visitors left post-it notes in the space where the painting had hung with mixed responses to the removal. Some called it politically correct and claimed censorship. But the gallery's curator of contemporary art, Claire Ganaway, told the Guardian newspaper the aim of the removal was not to censor but to provoke debate. B.S., lady. For me personally, there is a sense of embarrassment that we haven't dealt with it sooner. Our attention has been elsewhere. We've collectively forgotten to look at this space and think about it properly. We want to do something about it now because we have forgotten about it for so long. Uh, Ms. Ganaway said the painting would probably return to the gallery. It previously hung in a room titled In Pursuit of Beauty, containing late 19th century paintings showing the female body, but hopefully contextualized quite differently, she said. It's not just about the one painting. It's about the whole context of the gallery, she said. The gallery said the removal itself was an artistic act and part of a group gallery takeover that will feature in a solo exhibition by Sonia Boyce. And then uh, uh, it has being accused of uh, the gallery, uh, quite correctly, is being accused of censorship. Uh, the painting was replaced with a notice explaining that a temporary space had been left to promote conversations about how we display and interpret artworks in Manchester's public uh, collection. The On its website, the curators explained that this was being done in connection with the current debate on historical cultural depictions of submissive women. Uh, I'll get back oh, to I'll, okay. no, 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 no. I'll oh. get back to that in a moment. The Guardian's art critic, Jonathan Jones, attacked this as censorship. To remove this work of art from view is not an interesting critique, but a crass gesture that will end up on the wrong side of history. This censorship belongs in the bin. All right, Hylas and the Nymphs shows one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, nude nymphs uh, enticing Hylas to join them in a pond, uh, and the pond is full of lily pads. And uh, for, so what's submissive? First of all, the women are not being submissive. They are, they are enticing the male. 
about whom some speculation exists that Hylas was in fact gay, which further complicates the matter. Who is Hylas? Hylas is a lucky guy in this picture. Uh, in classical mythology, Hylas was a youth who served as Heracles, Roman Hercules, companion and servant. His abduction by water nymphs was a theme of ancient art and has been an enduring subject for Western art in the classical tradition. Hmm. In Greek mythology, Hylas was the son of King Theodamus, Theodamus of the Dryopians. Roman sources such as Ovid state that Hylas's father was Hercules and his mother was the nymph Melite, or that his mother was the wife of Theodomus, whose adulterous affair with Heracles caused the war between him and her husband. Who is John Williams Waterhouse? Uh, he's an English painter known for working in the painterly version of the academic style, but later embracing a pre-Raphaelite-like subject matter. His artworks were known for their depictions of women from both ancient Greek mythology and Arthurian legend. Born in Rome to English parents who were both painters, he later moved to London where he enrolled, enrolled in the Royal Academy of Art. Uh, he soon began exhibiting at their summer uh, annual summer exhibitions, focusing on the creation of large canvas works depicting scenes from the daily life and mythology of ancient Greece. His work is currently displayed at several major British art galleries, and the Royal Academy of Art organized a major retrospective of his work in 2009. Okay. Uh, will the mystery have us emptying out our museums of art and antiquities? Will, will the mystery bring about such a sterile landscape that we can no longer see uh, the artwork of masters? Will we no longer be able to see the interpretations of Greek mythology by the likes of John William Waterhouse? Is that what the mystery is that where the mystery is going to lead us because of something uh, uh, because someone has decided, that the nymphs in this particular painting, Hylas and the Nymphs, painted in 1896, is somehow depicting women in a uh, in a submissive way as they attempt to pull Hylas into their pond. Yeah, they, they don't seem. Uh, Did you look up the painting? Yeah, they don't seem real submissive. They're kind of like, "Hey, uh, Hylas, we're running out of daylight here. Let's go." What did I ask you before? Oh yeah, you're right. I looked up uh, John Waterhouse uh, Williams other John William Waterhouse's other work, uh, the Siren, uh, Destiny, the Lady Claire, Nymphs, Finding the Head of Orpheus, the Mermaid, the Crystal Ball, the Missile, Windflowers, Boreas, Boreas, Warner Carnival could get on that, Echo and Narcissus, uh, and they're all. Uh, I like it because I can understand it. Right, you like you like paintings of a bridge, it's not or, cubism, right, or right. it's it's uh, it's art. I mean, it's a guy painting these gals. Well, this does spook you out, though. It freaks me out. I, I, I it's one, unnerving to me. Here's one. Well, you called, said with the lake change, the, the name change. Where do we stop? Where is it going to end? And well, Reeves, what's it about? Is the caller pertinent to what I'm discussing? Hundred percent. Tom. Hey, Joe. Hi. No pressure. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't understand Western culture these days. Well, it's because um, it's disintegrating before your very eyes. Well, and this is case in point. I mean, we're going to remove classic pieces of artwork. But on the other hand, 
in Europe, just as we do here, we, we celebrate, for instance, via the Grammys, scantily dressed women, misogynistic hip hop lyrics, because it's a constant juggling act on the left. Like which, which interest group are we going to glorify more, mm -hmm. you know, disgusting inner city culture? Are we going to join the Me Too movement? Whereas folks like you and I simply look at it as right and wrong, yet we're the ones that are vilified. Or, or in the case of Hylas and the Nymphs, I look at it as a piece of art. I, I no, no great thoughts would have come to me about uh, who is exercising power over whom in that particular piece of art. That's not why the guy did it. Not at all, Joe. And and it, it's baffling to me that the left doesn't see that it's they who are the fascists. Mm -hmm. I mean, a person, you know, look at 1984. We've got the memory holes. We're going to dump every piece of literature that's offensive, every piece of artwork that's offensive. And Joe, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I say eventually they're going to have to come after the people who remember it because that will be the last vestige of these things they find offensive. People should be afraid. I am. This is why I bring these topics. I'm afraid that Lake Calhoun got changed to whatever its current name is. Uh, I'm serious. That that frightens me. It's eerie. It's eerie. Yeah, the new name. Yeah. All right, Tom, I was gone. This guy loved his gals, I'll tell you that. Gone but not forgotten, 1873. How can you interpret them as being submissive? The, the picture is described. The guy is getting into a wading pond, and there's a four or five gals. Seven nymphs. Uh, kind of going, okay, and some of them are holding lily pads. A nymph being a, a caricature of uh, ancient Greece, right. for example. Right. Well, I don't need my life scrubbed of that history. I don't want my life scrubbed of that history. I'm not. Uh, I'm not the world's foremost museum attendee, okay, yeah. but I've been lucky uh, to be in many museums. In some of the good ones all over the Europe. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back there and not have that stuff there. What would they? What would they have it replaced with? I would like to know that. Well, what's that? A post-it note that says, "Let's have a discussion." Bleep you. I don't want to have a discussion. I want to see the painting by John Williams Waterhouse. Right. He knew what he was doing. I can't draw a straight line. I want to see this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You can't. God almighty. And, and, and I defy anyone to tell me this isn't an example of the mystery. Just as changing oh, the name sure. of Lake Calhoun is an example of the mystery. That, that, that the unwise among us, the poorly educated among us, are willing to treat history so casually that they don't even understand their own ramifications and hypocrisy. And here's a museum in Manchester, England, that takes out uh, apparently a very famous work. I've never heard of it before today, uh, but I would have looked at it as I, as I looked at it prior to the show and thought, well... You know, if that's your cup of tea, that's a nice piece of work. Right. Uh, I, I, I'm i not going to attach to it whatever. God, I wish I was on satellite radio. Yeah, whatever these hypocrites there. like Meryl Streep and the rest of these frauds want me to attach to it. This is, in, this is incredible. And uh, Tom said he was frightened. You all should be. Every, every one of us should be. If, if this is the way we're headed, uh, you're never going to see the favorites of the emperor Honorius. You're never going to see St. Ulilia consulting the oracle. Diogenes. Dolce for niente. 
Magic Circle. Uh, look up the guy's work yourself. Tell me if that thought you, you think that, this guy didn't wasn't drawn on bathroom walls. <laughs> right. God Almighty, we're we're just so fried. Yeah. You know, the temptation would be to do our normal sophomoric shtick about these attractive nymphs beckoning Hylas into the pool with them. But this is too serious. This is this is too serious. This is this is this is eerie to have a painting taken down under these false pretenses. What's who's going to own art in the future? Just Bill Gates and the, the masses of people will not be allowed to see the antiquities. We're not going to see the pre-Raphaelite art, artwork. We're not going to see the works of... You, you can find a lot wrong with Da Vinci, I would bet, and Michelangelo, however the hell you say his name. This is, uh, this is incredible. I, and I submit to you, it's not much different than what happened at Lake Calhoun. Uh, only this, this is just... Uh, hello? I, nope, we got it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think we're in trouble. Uh, dreadful, dreadful trouble that that we can't uh, solve here in Garage Logic. Uh, but I'll bet you, owner, the owner of the Knack Hardware and Lounge, would now like to get a copy of that painting. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I'll find the uh, oh, they have the original. Took it down. Maybe if they sell it at a flea market sale. I could find out where it is. We already see, we're already seeing in the world of the failed academy what what's happening. That uh, these misguided lecturers and so-called professors are allowing students to be triggered by words and paragraphs that bother them in literature. We're already seeing uh, parents... Uh, improbably arguing against certain books in, you know, high school libraries, Huck Finn or Catch-22, To Kill a Mockingbird, whatever. It it stands to reason art will come under fire. Uh, As Tom said, by the same type of hypocrites who would award misogynistic crap called art, uh, called rap music, a Grammy. I'm not referring to Bruno Mars, by the way. I, I just think that uh, you, you have to be so vigilant about this that it's tough to know where to turn. Well, and once you give, once you give a step. Yeah, you take that one down. They're waiting what's for the next to, step. What's to keep the busybodies from walking through the art gallery and finding, I think that's offensive. And that, and why, if you're running a museum, should you are supposed to be entrusted. You are the curator of these works of art so that the mass of us can be exposed to them and see them. Whether you agree with them or not. What's the, there's nothing to agree or disagree with in this painting. This is, this is a depiction of an interpretation of Greek mythology. We better wipe that off the map. Shouldn't be any Greek mythology. I said Candy Crush earlier. Yeah. Uh, you like to play that? No, I, I don't. 
Uh, a Democratic congresswoman was caught on camera playing Candy Crush during Tuesday's State of the Union address. Ooh. Michigan Representative Brenda Lawrence tapped her way through the game on her iPhone while Donald Trump was speaking about revamping America's international trade posture. Is she New, being praised for this? New Jersey Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman was reading responses to her tweet about the president's alleged white nationalism while he talked. And Ohio Representative Joyce Beatty was inspecting a proposed press release reacting to the speech while it was barely a third of the way through. These are uh, African-American Congress uh, people. Uh the State of the Union is put out an hour in advance so Democrats and Republicans can read along. And while the speech was going on, she was putting together a statement in response. The other two congresswomen's offices, however, didn't offer uh, any explanation. Lawrence's spokeswoman said she was in an event and couldn't be reached. It's unclear from the picture what level of Candy Crush she was on. Apparently, Candy Crush has levels. Watson, Got a whole bunch of levels. Watson Coleman's representative did not respond. Uh, you didn't read this in any American uh, news gathering institution. It's the it's the Daily Mail, which never misses a beat. I shouldn't say they were all African American congresswomen because I can't tell. I don't know. Okay. Uh, um, uh, yes, I am going to say they are, which is neither here nor there, except they're Democrats and they either played Candy Crush or sat on their hands mm. and didn't respond. Watson Coleman was pictured reading responses to a tweet she sent out at 9.30 p.m. at about the time the president drew, a pro, drew applause for saying that in America we know that faith and family, not government and bureaucracy, are the center of American life. The Congressional Black Caucus member's tweet left no doubt about her feelings toward Trump. I do not share the same heart as Donald Trump and the white nationalists he surrounds himself with, she wrote. Don't be fooled by the words that were written for him. We know what is really in his heart. No, you don't, you word I can't say. You dummy. Uh, I can't count the ways to this. Thank God there's a big game coming up, huh? Yeah, we got a big game coming. A big game coming up? We got a big uh, game Why coming. don't we uh, take a break and... When I get feeling... Commencing erotics, logic, segment number eight. It's so sad. John, as is our custom. Yes. Uh, Judith, go ahead, please. Yes. Uh, Joel, I happen to be a calligrapher. Mm -hmm. um, at one time, some years ago, one of the banks in Edina requested that I put uh, pieces up in their bank. All right. So I got a group of four other artists, and we we set it up. We planned it. Uh, it was a lovely. It was a lovely show. Mm-hmm. One other day, I took a friend or two to come and see the show, and when I looked at the artwork, I couldn't find two of my pieces. All right. So I went up to the desk, and I said, uh, there's a couple of pieces that aren't here. And he said, oh, they're in a closet. And I said, why are they in a closet and not being hung? He said, because one person... Uh, one person said, "Oh, you can't have that here." It actually was a, it was a, it was religious, uh, but but it was not. Uh, it was just it was for the beauty of the art, right? And we weren't pr proselytizing or anything. No. Um, so then I talked to the bank president, 
And he said, well, I, I won't be able to t- put those up. And I, I kind of went back and forth about banning and censorship, but I wasn't getting anywhere with him because it was one of his, uh, was one of his clients. All right, Judith, so, I have to, I have to go to the news. I'm sorry you had that experience, but do you understand okay. what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. I just want you to know. I said take the whole thing down. Then. Good for you. Thank you. I did. Here's John Hyten, wow, the news. What a, what a mean lady. I wonder if that skill was passed on. Yeah. Calligraphy. Well, the long windedness part was. <laughs> it's sunny and five <laughs> degrees. Wind chill is 13 below. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Uh, Timberwolves with a game tonight. They're back home. They will play the Milwaukee Bucks. Former Viking running back Adrian Peterson, he wants to keep playing. He doesn't think his career is over, but he may not have any takers. The Arizona Cardinals are expected to release Peterson this offseason. Mike Jarecki of Arizona Sports Station 98.7 reported the news yesterday. The move would free up almost $3 million in salary cap space for Arizona. Justin Timberlake, uh, he had his press conference today. You know, they always let the halftime person have a press conference sure. on a Thursday before. Sure. Uh, he told reporters his own son will never play football. Timberlake and actress Jessica. Why, because he's not talented? I think because he doesn't want him to get hurt, Chris. I'm, I know, I'm just kidding. Timberlake and actress Jessica Beale are the parents of two year old Silas. After jokingly offering to suit himself up Sunday as a wide receiver for the Patriots, if he was needed, Timberlake was asked by a reporter if he'd support if his kid wanted to run some routes and get in the NFL. Timberlake responded by saying, uh, he will never play football. How is Silas no. spelled? No, S I L A S. Is that a real name? Like Silas Marner? I guess it's a real name, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Silas is probably It's a bit school. precious to call somebody Silas, right. but I guess it's not foghornable. I had a buddy in high school we called Silo. All right. Nope. Well, Different. the Minneapolis Millers used to have a great player named Cy Whiteside. Cy Whiteside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timberlake's comments came during a time of national conversation, of course, about the health and safety of youth football players. Uh, he also revealed only his band, the Tennessee Kids, will join him on stage while dismissing any chance of his former boy band in sync or Janet Jackson, who he, you may remember was on the stage with in 2004 at the Super Bowl, joining him for a performance. I predict, years ago. Yeah, I predict he will open with a Prince song. All right. That's my prediction. News notes from today, a Cottage Grove man charged in connection with his wife's death was found guilty and his sentencing has been set. In March 2017, Stephen Allwine was indicted on first-degree murder charges stemming from the death of his wife in November 2016. According to a criminal complaint, he shot his wife in the head November 13th, tried to make it look like a suicide. The complaint alleges Allwine had initially used a dark website in an attempt to have a hitman kill his wife. Amy Allwine had also purchased a drug called scopolamine, the Ramsey County Medical Examiner's Office confirmed that Amy Allwine's blood contained a more than 45 times higher concentration of a drug than any doctor would prescribe. Stephen Allwine also admitted during an interview that Amy Allwine had a $700,000 life insurance policy. His sentencing is scheduled for tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. One man killed and a police officer injured in an officer-involved shooting in St. James, according to the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension. The BCA said Nicollet County Sheriff's deputy spotted a vehicle yesterday that had been reported stolen in New Ulm. Officers pursued the car but later called off the pursuit for safety reasons. A while later, the vehicle was spotted by law enforcement in St. James. Officers followed the vehicle until the driver ran it into a snowbank. BCA said the driver then fled into a business. 
Officers entered the building where they deployed tasers multiple times. One officer later discharged his firearm, hitting the individual according to the release. BCA said a knife was recovered at the scene that the man had threatened officers with. man was taken to an area hospital where he was pronounced dead. President Trump says Republicans are coming off what he calls one of the greatest years in the history of any party. Trump speaking to the House and Senate Republicans' annual legislative retreat at the luxury Greenbrier Resort and said uh, he uh, the newly, intact, newly enacted excuse me, tax overhaul and efforts to reduce regulations are a great achievement. The president added the Republican speaker, Paul Ryan, recently told him he's never seen the Republican Party so united. Meanwhile, President Trump's chief of staff, John Kelly, has some tough words for that teacher caught on video bashing military service members in a high school classroom. Kelly told Fox News Radio, well, I think the guy ought to go to hell. After hearing audio from a video posted online last week of the teacher calling members of the military the lowest of our low. No, that guy is. Yeah. Gregory Salcedo appeared to go on a profanity-laced rant about the military in the video captured by a student at El Rancho High School in Pico Rivera. Salcedo told the classroom that members of the military are not talented people. He said, think about the people you know who are over there. Your freaking stupid Uncle Louie or whatever, they're dumb bleeps. They're not high-level thinkers. They're not academic people. They're not intellectual people. The video doesn't show Salcedo's face. The New York Post reports, though, his school district confirmed he made the remarks during class. Salcedo has since been removed from all committees on the local city council board over his remarks and that an investigation by the local school district is underway. Kelly told Fox he hopes Salcedo enjoys the liberties and the lifestyle that we have fought for. A missile interceptor failed to hit its target in a test conducted over Hawaii yesterday, according to the U.S. Missile Defense Agency. Test data is being analyzed to figure out why the interceptor, known as the Standard Missile 3 Block 2A, didn't shoot down the target. The agency, which manages U.S. missile defense systems, issued a statement saying the interceptor was launched from the Pacific Missile Range Facility in Hawaii. The statement said the primary objective of the test was to intercept an air-launched intermediate-range ballistic uh, ballistic missile target. However, that objective was not accomplished. The test, of course, comes at a time of heightened tensions over North Korea's nuclear weapons program. The Aegis Ballistic Missile Defense component of the U.S. Ballistic Missile Defense System is being developed in cooperation with Japan and is to be deployed on land as well as on aboard ships. Hasn't been a good week for Hawaiian missiles, has it? No, no, it, uh, really hasn't. Minnesota State Lottery says a $1 million winning ticket in last night's Powerball drawing was sold in the state. Oh, where? Carver. Uh, it was sold. Fleet Farm and Carver? It was sold at the Super America at 34th Avenue South in Minneapolis. Really? Local? Mm-hmm. Well, we had a uh, Mega Millions last week. They announced yesterday, uh, one day, uh, said a one dollar mil or a one million dollar Mega Millions winning ticket was sold in Bloomington last Tuesday. Rook, did you buy a uh, buy a ticket at the Super America in South Minneapolis? Nope. How about at uh, Mike's Gas for Less in Bloomington? Oh, I wish I would have. Million dollar winners, both of them in mm. two different uh, drawings. The businesses that sold the tickets will each get a five thousand dollar bonus when those prizes are claimed. When you go in there, yes, for Mike. Oh, is it Mike's Gas Place? Yep. Okay. <laughs> a teacher at San Francisco's Marshall Elementary School who is seen dangling a student from a second-floor balcony has been arrested on child endangerment charges. San Francisco police said 47-year-old Andres Tobar turned himself into police Tuesday morning. He was being held in the San Francisco County Jail on felony child endangerment and abuse charges. Band uh, teacher, you think? Band <laughs> teacher went <laughs> <going> crazy? <laughs> 
San Francisco School District Chief Communications Officer Gentle <laughs> Blythe. Gentle. Hmm. Said in an email that... Conventionally spelled? Yeah, just like a gentle soul. Yeah. Got it. Tobar was seen cradling a student and holding the student over the balcony of the second floor of Marshall Elementary School. Blythe said the school immediately contacted the parent of the involved student, and Tobar was placed on administrative leave while the district conducts a thorough investigation. Is uh, Dave Dahl joining us? He's ready, bro. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're up to five above, heading for a high today of maybe around seven. That's about it. Wind chill still at 13 below. Overnight tonight, the low temperature drops down to nine degrees below zero. Wind chills 20 to 25 below. The winds are going to subside a bit, but they'll still be northwesterly at around five to 10, creating those uh, cold wind chills. Tomorrow, sunny in the morning, but then clouds increase, and by the late afternoon, light snow should start to develop. Half an inch to an inch could accumulate by tomorrow evening. High temperature up to around 14. Uh, wind chills not that bad tomorrow. Above zero wind chills probably because of light winds. Then for Saturday, Friday night, actually into Saturday, the light snow increases a bit. Saturday, maybe two to four inches here of fluffy snow. 14 for the high on Saturday. Sunday, only eight above, and temperatures actually dropping. We're going to have wind chills of 15 to 20 below zero most of the day and into the evening on Sunday. So when folks are uh, piling into the stadium, it's, it's going to be a cold one. Monday, some more light snow. We warm back up to 16 above zero on Monday. Right now, Joe, we're at five above with a wind chill of 13 below, and I have the records for the day. Feb 1. Record highs, 54. Now we're getting somewhere. Yep. 54. In 1931. In 1931. Record low, yeah. 28. 28 below? And that was, yep, 28 below zero. Yeah. That was in 1951. 1951, 20 years later. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Uh, my own uh, newspaper turned on me. This morning. How can this be? I How to, can this be? Well, the treasure was found at about 1130 last night. Okay. The Winter Carnival medallion was found by a guy who's now a three-time winner. He uh, he knows how to de decipher those clues. Apparently, and I can't wait to read the explanation. You know, every year they give you the explanation yes. of the clues because yes. I have no earthly idea what they were referring to. Uh, some of them were very, very confusing. You know what they were, Matt? Cryptic. Cryptic. Yeah, that would that's a fancier word. So uh, uh, the fellow's name is Rob Brass of Chaska, and I guess he works with a team. He won the full $10,000. I always like when that happens. Mm -hmm. I like when they have a registered carnival button. It was in a snowbank uh, in a parking lot on Harriet Island. What do they win if they're not registered? Yeah. Might be five. Okay. Uh, uh, he found it in 07 and 2010. Uh he gets the full ten grand. He gets five grand for turning in the medallion, twenty five hundred for having a registered St. Paul Winter Carnival button, and twenty five hundred for having all five published clues in the twelve clue contest. I don't know what that means. What do you mean? I was it? I was unaware of this. Uh, I don't know what that means. The the five published clues, but twelve were published. Hmm. I don't know what that means. In any event, he got the full ten, the full Pretty, ten grand. It's an attempt to sell the pay. You got to have at least five. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but but this fellow uh, Rob Brass and his team were uh, were in the newsroom, and uh, coworkers 
pointed to me oh. and said, "Would you like to meet the clue writer?" Oh, and they they knowing full well, of course, that I'm right. not. You don't write. I'm the clues. not the clue writer. And but he said, "Yes, you are. You're the clue writer, aren't you?" I said, "No, I am not." You know what? I I, I think he he was hoping that you were the clue writer. Mm-hmm. He's married to the father of two kids. Uh, he and his crew had been uh, in a dark mood. They've been digging for five days. You get, you know, it kind of wears and tears on you, mm-hmm. especially when it gets cold. Mm-hmm. And then there was a big press conference in the lobby, uh, featuring uh, the winning group. And uh, and again, I was uh, well, I you to called down kind as of the... sneak out of there because I mm. I didn't want to be referred to as the uh, as the clue writer. Hail the Volk, hail the Volk. Tommy Barrett was going to call us. He's now going to call us tomorrow. Apparently the Volks are going to, uh, they've got a little mischief up their sleeves for tomorrow. Ah. And he's going to fill us in. Yep. He's going to fill us in on that. I think he's on task right now, so he couldn't, uh, he could not join us. You know, these people, like this guy that went, went, won it three times. Yep. Not only do they really must know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They, <laughs> I know they know what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Have you ever looked for it? You'd be hopeless. Me, I, I, I have many times. Have you I've really? been there many times. Have you really? Um, I wish you'd just tell me where it was. We were, my family was certain that it was behind uh, one year, the Channel 2 studios where that little playground is downtown St. Paul. Uh, and we looked and looked and looked, and it was it was not there. I think it was only downtown once, and that was under a mailbox maybe on Kellogg Boulevard. And that was, I don't know, early 70s maybe. Oh. I don't have the list in front of me of where yeah. it was. Uh, but not only uh, do these winners, uh, are they skilled uh, uh, diggers, they really know how to decipher that literature, don't they? Well, I'm piecing it together. And I mean, you got, I, you I, got to be forced, facing west, and you got to be above via the north side. And that seems like a that's, lot of work. Well, just, it's, only till, it's only the final crew, clue that, that literally has to tell you to go to Harriet Island and look for a V in a tree for Vulcan. Okay, we I can follow that. Yeah, I yeah. can do that. Right. With the Schmidt sign in the background and the west we, side on your right. Yeah, you I know? can do that. Do we? Uh, I'm not suggesting you're the clue writer, but do we know how quickly the the medallion has been found? In other words, oh God, isn't it? Wasn't there a big controversy because uh, wasn't it just a few years ago that it was found on a second or third clue? Down at Hidden Falls, so yeah. people that? suspected yes. that foul play. I don't know if they. Uh, I don't know if there were suspicions of anything, but that was a remarkably good uh, fortune. Hey, do you want to go and do your Super Bowl thing? Yeah, let's do that right All now. All right, just a moment. Uh, uh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Reality with a bite. The Joe Schumer Show. Easy for me to say. Hey, director of social media. Talk to me, Goose. Who's on Nicollet Mall tonight, Maverick? Uh, starting at 545, you've got F Deluxe. Okay, don't know that group. At 645, you've got New Power Soul. Don't know that group. At 745, you've got Andre Simone and the 1969 Live Music Experience. I've heard of him. 845, you've got Ray Sremrud. Uh, yep. He's, hey. Hey, Ray. Playing in the cold at night. Hey, Ray. Hey, how you doing? How you What's doing? up? Well, that, they've been tremendously popular evenings. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I drove to a Super Bowl party last night. Yeah. It took forever to get four blocks between, what is it, 5th, the, the government building and uh, Hennepin Avenue. Yeah. 
It well, was awful. Uh, the, the, tonight will be very challenging, though. It'll be uh, they, they must have heaters for the performers. She gonna be chilly. But you know, it's gonna be chilly on Radio it. Row. Yeah, fifteen hundred. Radio Row. ESPN is, hot, is yeah. KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis Sports. Next.